five mid mornings. Catch up. Let's talk about that on five FM. Stephanie Beauvais is a clinical psychologist focusing on various forms of therapy such as cognitive behavior therapy, interpersonal process, gestalt, narrative, systemic family therapy. She's also passionate about assisting clients to attain their full potential. We are talking today about postpartum depression. Let's talk about that. Stephanie, how are you doing this morning? I'm so well. How are you, Stephanie? I am doing so good. Thank you for asking. So we're talking about postpartum depression. This is something that unfortunately, a hundred years ago, not much was known about it. Even to a certain extent, our grandparents uh, might have known that sometimes you get a little bit sad after you give birth, but I don't think that it was fully fully studied and fully spoken about and as openly spoken about as it has been in the past few decades. So let's start off with the definition of it. What is postpartum depression? So just to say um, in line with what you've said, you know, like many uh, mental health issues, mm. uh, there's still quite a significant amount of stigma and, of um, you know, the suppression of emotional health issues in society and obviously postnatal depression is one of those mm. interesting facts is at least one in 10 women will be affected by postnatal depression but um the good the good part of that is at least 85 percent of women will succeed in getting through their pregnancy childbirth and the year that follows without any major psychological difficulties and only approximately 15% of women will go on to suffer from a full-blown um, depression postnatally. So I cannot um, look at the definition of uh, postnatal depression without looking at what is the difference between uh, sort of baby blues, postpartum mm-hmm. depression, oh. when is it something more serious? Okay. Right. So just in terms of what a, a, a mother, whether it's a new mother or a, a mother that's giving birth for the second or third time, um, the first five days are typically referred to as the pinks. So for the first three days or so after giving birth, most women, although they're quite tired, will experience sort of euphoria or high. They seem Ooh. to be happy, excited, thrilled okay. with the baby and with themselves. But then there's a, a minority of women that will experience a feeling a bit of a, an anticlimax after birth. Some might even dislike their new baby initially, which can be quite distressing for them. But generally, these feelings pass within a number of days. So that's the the first five days, so the pinks. Then we get the baby blues. And this can happen in the days right after childbirth. And they normally pass within a few weeks, a few days to a week, typically. Sometimes around the third day or so, the happy period abruptly ends. And for about 60% of women, the baby blues are experienced. Now, the baby blues are characterized by things like emotional mood swings. I'm starting to sound like I'm talking about women in general, but that's not the case. Anecdote. Um, This tends to oscillate from feeling sad to happy and then back again. But most women at this time, they, they really struggle because they find themselves crying very easily for the littlest thing. They can feel extremely agitated and irritable again in response to the littlest thing. Um, the baby blues generally are attributed to marked hormonal changes. Okay, so if you look at things like the hormones that are responsible during pregnancy, progesterone and estrogen, they're at very extremely high levels during pregnancy. And these obviously suddenly drop um, the minute that the, the child is born. And similarly, there's a steroid hormone that is released called prolactin, which obviously is what is responsible for bringing our milk in. 
Okay. Okay. Obviously, at this point, the breasts tend to be full and painful, and there might be lots of anxieties about establishing breastfeeding, especially for a new mom. Baby blues, although it's an unpleasant experience, and moms often find themselves worrying about these littlest things, questioning their ability as a mother. Uh, you know, am I prepared for this? How is this going to change the way forward? Um, they almost want to resist um, the new changes because they wanted to go back to the way things were. Fortunately, the blues don't last. So most women will experience these for only one or two days. Even when it's more severe, it generally tends to resolve within about 10 days of delivery. What I need to specify is that this is regarded as a completely normal reaction. So it doesn't require any treatment and it will spontaneously dissolve as it needs to. Symptoms are not severe, so they're not clinically diagnostic and yeah. so treatment is very seldom needed. Let's talk about that every Tuesday on 5 Mid-Mornings with Stephanie B. Let's talk about that every Tuesday on 5 Mid-Mornings with Stephanie B. I'm glad that we're speaking about postpartum depression a little bit more openly, a little bit more freely, trying to get rid of the stigma that's attached to it because it is something that is way more common than we realized. And I'm glad you spoke about the difference between baby blues and then actually the diagnosable postpartum postnatal depression. So speaking of being diagnosed, at what point should we go, Ooh, you know, uh, maybe I need to go in and look at a diagnosis. This isn't going away on its own. This is kind of sticking around. It's affecting my ability to, like you said, be a parent to the newborn baby. So how do we go about getting a diagnosis? How is it diagnosed? So um, essentially, we need to look at um, they are and, and, you know, and I know I'm quite um, cautious when I refer to Dr. Google. But there's a number of um, free um, questionnaires that okay. are available on the internet. Okay. So um, uh, people that feel like they may be at risk need to look at the postnatal depression of a Society of South Africa's website. They oh, have sure. a very, very effective questionnaire. Uh, or alternatively, the Beck Depression um, and Anxiety Inventory that is available on the website. Um, because essentially, like I said earlier, the risk indicators or the symptoms of postnatal depression mimic those of a unipolar depression. So essentially what we're talking about is there are nine diagnosable symptoms. Um, If present for most of the day, almost every day for a period of two weeks, that is classified as a depressive episode. We're looking at things like low mood for most of the day, almost every day. Now, here's a, a precaution. A lot of people traditionally feel that depression is someone who feels low, they're blue, they're down in the dumps. But depression doesn't need to necessarily look like that. It can also be extreme irritability and agitation. So when there's more of a sort of an animated sensitivity to their surroundings, people don't traditionally look at that as a depression. They may just find the person might be a little bit anxious. Or reactive, yeah. Or we need to give them a little bit of space. Mm. Right. So that's one of the nine symptoms. When you look at somebody previously or withdrawing from things that they previously used to enjoy, when you look at somebody who is isolating or withdrawing themselves socially, when you're looking at somebody who is using extremely defensive um, distraction techniques like sleeping for too long or um, engaging in emotional eating to sustain themselves, 
when you're looking at things like potential suicidal ideation, when you're looking at if this mom is questioning themselves to the point where they may want to hurt themselves or their baby, then they need to start looking at professional assistance. Let's talk about that on 5FM. Let's talk about that on 5FM. So what do the treatment options look like for postpartum depression? So first off the bat, as a woman and a mom, I need to, to, to put this out there quite clearly. Mm. A lot of women don't tell anyone about their symptoms because of embarrassment, shame, or they feel guilty about yeah. being depressed because society expects us to be happy when yeah. we're having a baby. Yeah. So they worry also that they'll be viewed by society and by their family members and close friends or even a partner as an unfit parent. So that is often what promotes the reluctance to seek assistance. So we need to, again, be very mindful of um, being conscious and being self-aware and pushing through those prescriptions. Then there are obviously also your traditional individual and group therapies or counseling take on the form of sort of talk therapy. And these can help a woman with postnatal depression to feel better and also to feel better in their role as a mom, to confront how their identity has changed in essence from who they were to who they are going to be as a mom Mm -hmm. um, and also as a person. Uh, obviously, also, we need to look at group therapy is also very effective, uh, you know, again, for just relatedness and being able to learn from other moms as to how they've experienced their depression, the things that may have helped them to cope. Uh, so regular group support sessions appear to be successful as well, cool. um, especially in the f- uh, form of sort of providing information, practical advice as well, you know, things like you know, things that people don't tell us, like nap when your baby has a nap. Make Shame. sure that you're yeah. getting enough rest. Yeah. Um, you know, call on your partner for support. Yes. Um, we're no lo- lo- living in the dark ages. <laughs> where you know, we're all good quality. So stop yep. putting so much pressure on yourself to do everything. 100%. Ideally, a partner should look after the baby on alternate nights yeah. to allow for mom to get a good night's sleep at least every second night. Um, asking for help with household chores and then just do what you can and leave the rest. Mm. You know, no one's coming to look at your house anyway. They're coming no. to visit the new baby. Yes. <laughs> so having friends, family members, or even a professional support person like a day nurse or a night nurse to help in the home for part of the day, allowing a family member or a, a, a person that cares to babysit so that it allows you for a sort of a trip out to the hairdresser or perhaps an evening out with your partner, your husband, mm. Obviously, talking to your loved ones, your husband, your partner, family, friends about how you're feeling. And most importantly, is you're going to be stuck in a home alone for a long period of time with a newborn baby. So try and not spend too much time at home. Get dressed every day as though you're going out, no staying in pajamas, and leave the house. Get some fresh air, run an errand, go for a short walk, even if you take the stroller with you. Um, Most importantly, trying to get the marriage also back on track, spend time alone with your husband and partner, Mm. Um, you know, form a peer support process. So not just group therapy, but talking with other moms so that you can learn from them and their experiences as well. Um, And then very important, don't do what I did and buy a house two days before I gave birth. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't make any major life changes during pregnancy. Yep. They can cause so much unneeded stress (laughs) and although sometimes these big changes can't be avoided when they do happen i make sure that you've got a healthy support network and support system around you 
um, and schedule this ahead of time. Plan for it ahead of time. Uh, I love that. I I love that advice about uh, don't make huge life decisions. I mean, the baby's big enough. You don't need to be doing other things unless you can avoid it. Let's like, let's keep it simple. Amazing. Thank you so much, Stephanie, once again for chatting to us today about postpartum depression. If we would like to reach out, uh, get in touch with you, how can we do that? Okay, you're welcome to message me directly on my cell phone, which is a business line. I'll give out the number now. It is 084-078-2017. Alternatively, you can email me at S-T-E-F for Freddie Y. B for Benny, O, V for Victory, E at hotmail.com. Or alternatively, have a look at my Facebook page. I'm listed under Stephanie Beauvais, clinical psychologist. Let's talk about that on 5FM. Catch up on some of the best moments from 5 Mid-Mornings by going to 5FM's Catch-Up page on the 5FM app or 5FM.co.za.